This is Fine Rambles, number 43. So, <laughs> last time, you know, I sort of talked a lot about the importance of, of feedback. But there's a problem. Being open to feedback is, it's really hard. <laughs> you know, it's really hard. I was, I was listening to this Farnham Street podcast with Celeste Headley, who's basically an expert in interviewing and in having conversations. She said, conversations are always good for you emotionally. We're social beings. We really enjoy talking to each other. But, she says, there are two exceptions. <laughs> there are two exceptions to this. The first exception is when someone is just relentlessly negative and attacking. The second exception is advice. We respond to someone trying to help us the same way we respond to an attack. So what happens? We stop listening. We prepare to fight back. Our ego takes control of us because we identify with our opinions. So this presents a challenge. People resist change. They hate change, but we need to be able to change. We need to be able to burn off our bad ideas so we can survive. And, you know, we're a system. It's the same with more commonly understood systems, institutions, companies. They also instinctively hate change. And that's often because their ideas have worked well so far. You know, they look around, they see things kind of going okay, and they're like, no, my ideas are right, and therefore, <laughs> you know, you're the asshole. You're the one who's full of shit. You're, you're wrong. I'm, I'm fine. But the problem is the world changes. And so the institution, essentially, if it doesn't change, gets caught out of time. So how do we, how do we reconcile this, right? This is a big problem. We need feedback, and yet we hate feedback. We emotionally hate feedback. You know, part of me has this sort of, you know, naive answer, which is, you know, we just have to keep saying this stuff out loud, right? We have to keep repeating that when you criticize a component of a system, that is not a criticism of the system. Let me state that again, right? I think constructive criticism of a component is an attempt to strengthen the overall system. When people defend a system from a criticism of a component, that doesn't just prevent a weak or wrong component from being eliminated and replaced with something better. It creates system-wide fragility. And you know, I think these people who defend systems, they are driven by ego because they identify with the system, right? I, I see this in myself. I think my ideas are me. They're not. I, I get my ideas from all over, and I try to use the ideas that help me survive and thrive in the world, but they're not me. I can eliminate an idea, and I will get better. It's the same with a company or with any institution. So criticism of a system that is trying to accomplish XYZ, that is not the same thing as criticizing XYZ. And you know, I was trying to think of a couple examples. 
So here's one. The public school system, oh boy, <laughs> the public school system is trying to educate children. But when you have advocates of school reform criticize specific issues within the public school system, such as, you know, how it deliberately prevents teachers from controlling their classrooms, that is not an attack on educating children, right? That's an attempt to educate children better. It's an attempt to improve the system. Another example, the healthcare system, right? The goal is improving people's lives. And then people point out obvious facts about how the drug companies corrupt the system, right? They bribe doctors, they bribe the journals, they bully the FDA, they lie to the public. And often that's interpreted as an attack on health. It's not. It's an attempt to improve people's lives. It's an attempt to improve the system. A third example, academia trying to search for truth, right? And recently you had Peter Bogosian, James Lindsay, and Helen Pluckrose manage to get just these absurd articles published in a wide array of academic publications. And people attacked them <laughs> as if they were attacking the search for truth. No, they were attacking corrupt academy, and they were trying to improve the search for truth, right? If you can't improve a system, if you can't criticize a component of a system, the system is going to decay. And, you know, I think it's important also to try to understand how, how the insiders feel, right? The insiders at these institutions, when they viscerally defend these broken components of the system. I think they feel a tremendous loss of face. You know, I used to think the West didn't have an honor culture like, I don't know, like the Japanese, but we do. We do have an honor culture. And the worst possible thing for an institution is to lose face. It's to be exposed as a fool right? That's an existential risk. So the worse the error, the more that they would be forced to change. And again, we hate change. The more that institution is going to use all of its resources to attack and destroy the truth teller. And I think that leads us somewhere important. You know, I think you learn a lot about a person or any institution by how it responds to criticism. Does it resort to emotional arguments? Does it attack the person rather than the idea? Does it try to destroy the person, right? Does it, when someone comes and tells it an unpalatable truth, does it not only deny the truth, but it tries to destroy the person carrying the message? And I think the bigger a person's ego the worse they react. And I think for institutions, the more corrupt they are, the worse they react. The more isolated that institution has become, the more removed from feedback, the more blinkered it's become, the worse the reaction. Ed Snowden, he revealed that the U.S. government was illegally 
collecting personal information of its citizens. <laughs> and he had to flee the country. Chelsea Manning, right? Oh my God, Chelsea Manning. She was imprisoned and tortured by the U.S. government until pardoned by President Obama. And again, finally, you know, back to the grievance studies scandal. Peter Bogosian was hauled in front of the Institutional Review Board and threatened with the loss of his livelihood for pointing out weaknesses in the academy. I need to not make that same mistake. When my ideas are criticized, I need to understand that, yes, my first reaction will be defensive and emotional. And, you know, I think I just need to wait that out. I need to remember the person who's criticizing my idea is not criticizing me. They are trying to help me. They're trying to make me stronger. If I have a bad idea that is going to end up destroying me, and someone comes along and points at it and says, hey, Matt, this is a bad idea. Let's see if we can improve it. Let's see if we can replace it with the truth. I need to deliberately stop and thank that person rather than try to attack them. And then I need to change. Okay, I don't know if any of that made sense, <laughs> but that's all I've got for this week. I'll catch you later.